him, but I got him on today so we can talk to him about a few things, one of which is this whole Sanctuary City, I guess we'll call it, Dave, Sanctuary City Denial. Don't put him in my backyard. <laughs> Absolutely right. In fact, one of the Democratic presidential uh, contenders, I think it was Cory Booker yesterday, said that what if President Trump did this, he would... Uh, be trying to increase crime in America's cities, <laughs> which like, oh, now we're going to equate illegal immigration with crime. That doesn't seem to be one of your usual talking points, Mr. Booker. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that the whole sanctuary city thing was a declaration of any and every illegal alien is not only welcome here, but we will protect them. Mm -hmm. And now that there's a prospect that they're going to get a busload or two, People are throwing their arms up in the air. You know, if nothing else, the president's idea is poetic justice. Right. You know, sanctuary cities, like I said, they've publicly declared that they'll do everything in their powers to protect illegal aliens and to thwart any efforts by the federal government at finding and removing illegal aliens, going as far as the mayor of Oakland, California, who actually tweeted in advance of an ICE raid, if you recall, mm -hmm. to warn illegal aliens that the federal government was in the premise, was in the uh, proximity and was, was uh, going to be making a, a raid on illegal aliens that day. Um, you know, they seem to be asking for more illegal immigration and can't get enough of it, so perhaps the president should serve it up. <laughs> you know, but it, it, it's, you know, when you look at the case of Kate Steinle, obviously... Yep. This is primarily a political statement because, mm -hmm. you know, even in the case of Kate Steinle, where we had a sanctuary policy is clearly partially or mostly culpable for her death. I mean, it was just several months prior to her death, the man who ended up murdering her was taken into custody, had uh, a number of, of uh, uh crimes against him that he had committed already and had been found guilty of, had been deported five times. They released him. Two months later, he killed Kate Steinle. So San Francisco revisited the issue and, you know, that we want to keep this kind of policy given this impact, which is just common sense that this kind of thing was going to happen. And they not only decided to keep their policies. They doubled down on their support of them. And then, uh, uh, you know, a few months later, the state of California became a sanctuary state. Mm -hmm. So if it if mass uncontrolled illegal immigration isn't what they want, what is it that they want? I mean, I would think they would be applauding the president's idea. Sure. He would be delivering to them the very thing that they say they want most. Mm -hmm. In fact, they seem to value the lives and safety of illegal aliens more than they do their own constituents. That's why they're so happy to put criminal aliens back out on the streets with us and our children uh, instead of having them sent back to their countries when they've done clearly deportable offenses, not even including illegally entering our country, but actual uh, other offenses once they've, they've been here and that, and that they've served time for. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, Dave, I think the issue is it's... Um Listen, I can have my illegals, but I don't want your illegals. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So, like, my illegals are okay, but I don't want those illegals. They're a little different than mine, and that and that's pretty much what it is. But as well, you pointed out, they, they really did talk a good game because they've been talking about protecting them and, you know, uh, the sanctity of family of these people and blah, 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 all that stuff. Right. But then when the president says, okay, you know, if you want to take care of them and that's what your goal is and you've set aside and you're going to do this and you're going to – 
you know, protect them from the evil ice guys, then why not give them to you so that you can do everything that you said? And since he right. called their bluff, it's a whole different thing. It's like, well, wait a second. It's cruel now to bust them to these places. Right. I mean, isn't that what Nancy Pelosi said? It's like it's a cruel thing to bust them. But it's cruel, you know, is it cruel yeah, to bust cruel them to, like, them Minnesota? Yeah, or it wasn't cruel for them to walk 1,800 yeah. miles from Guatemala. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I, I'm coming to believe that the whole sanctuary city mm-hmm. movement, sanctuary jurisdiction movement, which it has absolutely mushroomed under President Trump from mm-hmm. 300 to nearly 600 today. Yep. But I think it's more a statement of those of us who think we're, quote, woke, yep. uh, adopt sanctuary uh, sanctuary policies and all the rest of the, the population who uh, will look down our noses on want safe communities, you mm-hmm. know. And then once these people who are, quote, woke, uh, actually wake up to what they've uh, embraced and, and the ramifications of that, they start uh, deciding that they don't want it in their backyard. Yeah, well, look at Cher, right? Yeah. I mean, Cher, who was going to invite him into our house. Oh, yeah. you know, we should all take them in. And then all of a sudden when when the reality is that, okay, they're coming, you know, they're coming to your house. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. We can't even take care of what we have. We don't need them. So it's funny how you get the reversal from her. Must be some right. of her outfits were too tight or something constricted. Her <laughs> I well, know. I mean, I think I, I, I'm not exactly sure of what Cher's mansion looks like, but <laughs> I, I am, a, am imagining it's quite large. Yeah. And she has a room or two to spare <laughs> for a few illegal alien families. So if yeah. anybody could host them it would be her but mm-hmm. you know when you've got uh democratic presidential uh contenders and then share coming out uh you know next thing is if jane's Jane Fonda spouts off against sanctuary <laughs> cities as well. This is going to be called a grand slam. Oh, you bet, you bet, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny to, to hear how quick they reacted about the whole thing. And they, you, know, and you keep hearing it. You know, they're all talking about they don't want it. Like, not in my backyard. Don't give them to me. Right. Oh, wait, but they're great. I want them. You know, it's like they they want them to go to specific places. I think their the Democrats' goal is if we get them in, let's put them in red states where yeah. we can turn the red state either purple or a blue. And then, so they actually benefit us. We don't want them where we already have it. You know, it's like Nancy Pelosi talking about AOC. Well, even a glass of water could get elected in that district. You know, so working on these other districts, I think that was also part of their plan. Well, I mean, the math is on their plan, and that's clear. There was a study done by their Center for Immigration Studies that Mm -hmm. found once immigrants uh, become citizens and are able to vote, uh, they vote 65% of the time for the Democratic candidate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you do the math, particularly if you're a country that, or a, a, um, uh, well, a party like that has country. gone, a, a, a party that's gone so far to the left yeah. that you're driving out Americans, mm-hmm. then you need to be recruiting from elsewhere. And I mm-hmm. guess it's going to be Central America because the Mar- people who understand English well and are hearing your message are turned off by what it is you have to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, so 65% of the newly arrived immigrants are the, you know, vote Democrat. And it's, it's very likely it's because they are poor and they are in need of the types of programs that Democrats seem to love to hand out. Yeah, and the social programs. Yeah, interesting. Right. Well, it's funny because last night, you know, I watched the Bernie town hall, which I think many people did. Right, um, I did. Which, in a way, it was somewhat comical. Uh, but listening to Bernie and some of the things that he said, uh, he has a different stand on immigration than some of the other crazy Democrats that are running. Right. Yeah. 
Wait, what does well, that I mean, tell you? you? <laughs> Bernie has, um, you know, in, in the past and even recently talked about, you know, the need for limits. That's yeah. far too many. I mean, let's, let's face it. When you have a welfare state like we have in the United States, you can't have open borders because there are 7 billion people on this planet, and most of them, in fact, mm-hmm. the vast majority of them, are living in conditions that are so desperate and so poor that any, any of them would be willing, would want to come to the United States given the opportunity. Sure. Anybody with a brain recognizes that. You know, think about Venezuela. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know for a fact that there are people starving there, that you can't even get groceries and now we have, you know, I mean, they're a bus right away, right? And there's 42 yep. million people in Venezuela. If you can get here by bus from Guatemala, you can get here by bus from Venezuela. I mean, it's just a, you know, we're all connected by one landmass. Yep. So uh, we really need to have control of our borders. And uh, President Trump's idea about sanctuary policies might be a real wake-up call to the Democrats that sometimes... You know, you, you can't talk to talk. You got to walk to walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I wonder because I haven't spoken to you since we had the change in leadership um, in Homeland Security. And, and so, what do you think is going to happen with this change? I mean, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, is it going to be more difficult? Is this going to be a delay? You know, in getting to what we need to to happen at the border. Or is this going to be same old, same old? Because I think many of us in America are sick and tired of the same old, same old. We want something to happen. You know, we keep waiting for the border to right. be secured. What do you think about it, Dave? Let me pick your brain. Well, I mean, you know, I think I, I, I'm not in a place to judge whether or not Kirsten Nielsen mm-hmm. was as tough as she needed to be. Only somebody on the inside could do that. But sure. I do believe there was that perception at the White House. And, you know, there were things that DHS the Department of Homeland Security could have done that could have started to close some of these loopholes that we're talking about. One of them, we've talked about the Flores Agreement, yep. which was uh, enacted. It's a settlement that was made in 1997 uh, that uh, talked about the, that the children couldn't be uh, held for more than 20 days. And then in 2015, it was expanded by a federal judge to be even children with families couldn't be held for more than 20 days that has really what that has been the jet fuel behind the catch and release program in other words you arrive with a kid whether he's kidnapped or not you claim to be a family you mm-hmm. can't be held for more than 20 days now they uh the administration has a regulation to supersede that flores agreement it hasn't been published yet why we don't know we don't know who's slow walking this but it's critical I mean, this would be an enormous loophole. If we could start detaining folks uh, until they have their hearings or making them wait in Mexico, as the president has uh, set up with the Mexican government, that will uh, send the message to Central America that we can't get away with this any longer and that, you know, the game is up. Mm -hmm. There's also the idea of, and this has been done, this was done in the 1990s, of setting up, you know, processing centers right on the southern border where you would have places to house the illegal immigrants, but also, you know, the immigration judges right there to hear their asylum cases, put them at the front of the line, hear their cases within 10 to 20 days, make a decision, allow them in with their asylum claim, or send them home. 
once again, about 91% of these folks, their asylum claims are going to be found to be bogus. Most of these uh, men and women are are coming for financial reasons, not because they're fleeing political persecution. Mm-hmm. And once we start seeing a stream of people returning to Central America, having had their res- asylum claims refused, this crisis will be over. We're nowhere near that. I don't know why they haven't gone ahead and erected uh, those uh, the, those those processing centers. Sure, but, you mean like uh, a buffer zone. I mean, I think that's what he called well, yeah, it, right? Like a know, buffer zone be, where they, yeah. We ha- instead of re- catching and releasing these folks. Sure. Because you only have you can only hold them twenty days and we're out of space. Mm-hmm. You would put up a tent city. Yep. And they would reside in this tent city. It would be very close to the border. And in that tent city would be an asylum court. And they would all be at the very – right now there's a two-year wait to get your asylum hearing. Mm-hmm. But what they could do is reprioritize and say the people who are coming over the border today are at the front of the line. Mm-hmm. And the asylum court is right here in the detention facility. And you're going to have your hearing within 20 days, and a decision's going to be made. Sure. And we could fast, you know, fast walk that and get those decisions made. Uh, you know, you amend the Flores de- um, decision so that you can hold kids with their families for longer than 20 days. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that they're doing right now, and, and there is some uh, some very good things that will come of this, is that they've trained Border Patrol agents as preliminary asylum officers. Oh, interesting. So now sure. some of these Border Patrol agents can actually hear the asylum claims and decide right there on the spot whether or not these folks have probable fear of persecution back home, which we know the vast majority of them don't. Don't, that's right. So with some of those, they, these officers have been trained and they're ready to be sent out uh, onto the front line. And with, with some of those folks, uh, working, then we will be able to immediately turn a lot of these people around once they're apprehended and send them back to Central America, which, as I said, would, would help put an end to this crisis lickety-split. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting to watch, and you see the interviews, you know, of people down on the border, and I'm sure you'll probably find this out when you're there on the 1st of May. Um, when they're talking to them, it's like, well, you know, why are you coming? Oh, because I want a better job, or my family's yeah. here. You know, and that's yeah. their answer. So it's like that doesn't grant them asylum, and they shouldn't no, be, you know, it, so it's I like get that, back and do what you got to do. Do it in, in the right way. Well, yeah, I mean, what's so outrageous about the fact that they have family here in the United States, yeah. that means they have a legal pathway to come here. Mm-hmm. Because most of our, you know, eighty percent of our migration is through family connections. Yeah, chain migration. And so, mm-hmm. what you're basically saying is, I don't want to wait my turn. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go by the process. I don't want to pay to file the paperwork. I'm going to crash your the borders and demand entry because I found out, you know, an exploitable loophole in your asylum laws. And so, those laws that you, as a benevolent people, put together to protect the rest of us from p- persecution. We're going to uh, use them and skirt our way around your legal immigration system mm-hmm. and make it look foolish. And that's mm-hmm. really what's happening to us right now is that we're looking foolish. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a joke, you know, watching yeah. everything that's going on. And, and I wonder, um, you know, every week we keep hearing about, you know, here's a new, uh, you know, a new um, 
invasion coming through. You know, here's right. another group. Here's another group. Right. You know, so I wonder how long is it going to be before we start seeing thousands and thousands from Venezuela? Um, you, know? you know, it seems to me it's only a matter of time, short time, before yeah. those people are, quote, unquote, motivated by someone, you know, to get on the path to America. And then, you know, it's even swelling more than that. I mean, I don't know about you, but as far as I'm concerned, this is a crisis and it's something that needs to be addressed sooner rather than later. But it doesn't seem to be getting the attention, Dave, that it should deserve, that, it, you know, that we should be doing. Right. Yeah, it's um, honestly, this whole thing could probably be solved in, in two hours' time yeah. if you add some uh, members of the Senate and the House representatives sit down, mm-hmm. um, and it's just not happening. Now, there are some ideas being floated around the Hill, but this is certainly nothing that's happening quickly. Sure. Yeah, it's ridiculous to me to watch. So on the 1st of May, you're going to be on the border. Right. Um, We're going to be on the border in El Paso. We yeah. will have done a border tour the day before. Mm-hmm. We'll be assessing the situation there and along that part of the Texas border, and then we'll be reporting live about our observations and, uh, you know, what we saw that day and and on May the 1st as well. So hopefully we can set up a time that we could do a live interview from the border on May 1st. Mm -hmm. We'll try and make that happen because that would be great. Well, i got to run, my friend. It was so good to talk to you, and thanks for Always what you're good doing. Always talk with you, Melody. You have yeah. a great day. Yeah, you too, Dave. And, and I will talk with you soon. You got it. So that's David Ray. He's a communications director for FAIR.